0: What is up? What is up? It's your boy, Jay Smoove, and you're listening to the Ozmoove Talk Show. What is up, Ozmania?
1: Not much, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Tonight is a big night. You know, we got the NFL draft taking place in Cleveland with round one happening tonight, and then rounds two and three happening tomorrow, and then the rest are going to finish up Saturday. Are you looking forward to this draft? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that it's
1: back. Um, they're actually going to be there and not uh, the commissioner sitting on his couch like last year's ridiculousness.
0: <laughs> it was depressing times last year. And I was just like, this doesn't even feel like the draft. I mean, he's just doing it from his couch. Yep. Nothing. But, but I'm just excited just to see everyone being back out there tonight. Yep. All right. Let's talk about a little bit about the uh, top 10 picks. Yes. And of course, we all know who's going to go number one. And it's going to be Clemson's own Trevor Lawrence.
1: Trevor Lawrence, the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, I think – I don't know if they're going to start him right away. I, I mean, they could. They could hold him back. But it's going to be an interesting – I hope he turns Jacksonville around because they uh, they were good a couple years back when they should have beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. But the refs uh, gave Tom Brady a little – That game. A, a lot of help. But <laughs> – well, and after that, they kind of fell off again. But I'm hoping that I can – Uh, Trevor Lawrence can turn them around a little bit
0: yeah I actually thought you know I actually thought they were going in the right direction I I mean we thought uh because Blake Bortles had had criticism the previous years and then once he led him to the AFC championship everybody was like oh he's back and then I think he got that extension and then he just went downhill after that yep I don't even know if he's on a team anymore is he I don't think I don't think so I mean last time I checked he I think he was with Los Angeles the Rams let me look Um,
1: he, uh, he's on the Denver Broncos right now.
0: Wow. I mean, this is crazy from a guy who, who got a contract and had a promising future and is just bouncing around with the NFL. Yeah. Now yep. we can say the same thing about Leonard Fournette, but he won at the end getting a Super Bowl rank. Yeah. Duh. It's like, uh, KD joining the Warriors, man. <laughs> Uh-huh. so let's talk about what uh how the imp how can uh Trevor Lawrence make an impact on the Jaguars.
1: Well, um I'm not gonna pretend I know much about quarterbacks, but I mean he did amazing in uh Clemson and if he can transfer his greatness from college in the NFL, uh then I mean you could probably see an immediate impact. Just have uh, I mean no hate on uh what's his name? Gardner Manchu
0: the Minshew uh uh-huh. Ma-
1: but I think Trevor Lawrence would probably be better than him.
0: Absolutely. I think so, too. And I think, honestly, he can change Jacksonville around. You look at uh, – I mean, you looked at uh, Lamar Jackson. He changed Baltimore around when they were terrible. Uh, yep. i trying to who else? Pa- uh, Patrick from Mahomes, big time. I mean, Kansas City oh, was good, but he made Kansas City into a powerhouse team. Yep. Uh, the next dynasty. Yeah, the next dynasty. Now, let's talk about the next pick, uh, Kyle Pitts from Florida. Kyle Pitts?
1: I uh, haven't, didn't I? Didn't see much college football this year. Um, I just really watched Alabama. That's who I'm a fan of. But uh, from what I've heard and seen lately, he looks like a good, a good pick for the Jets too. I mean, the Jets they need, they need everybody I mean, at this point. I, I think the Jets should take uh, Zach Wilson, the BYU QB. I don't know why they wouldn't take a quarterback with their second pick. I mean, they don't have Darnold anymore, which is a, a good thing. But I don't I don't see why they wouldn't try and get a quarterback.
0: I mean, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, but I I think I mean you know ever since like the Mark Sanchez butt fumble, I mean the New York <laughs> Jets have just gone downhill. Oh yeah, they haven't been good. In, I don't know. The 20- and they're just wasting mo- And they're just wasting money on players like Le'Veon Bell, Tremont, uh, was it Williams? I think the safety, and it's just like and yep. Eric Decker too. I'm just like. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you just, you're just, I just feel like they're going in reverse every year. Yeah.
1: It all starts with the quarterback, though. They yeah. Need get, they need to draft a quarterback, they need to build them up. Um, and I think Zach Wilson would be a good, good choice for him. Absolutely. He lights out at BYU and hopefully he can transfer it into the NFL. And thank God they got rid of Adam Gase. Oh, he was just terrible. <laughs> Uh, my buddy, uh, talking about the third pick, my buddy just sent me this thing. The 49ers, the 49ers had offered the Packers the third overall pick plus other picks and a number of players from the current roster, including Garoppolo for Aaron Rodgers. Packers turned them down, which makes me sad because that would have been awesome. But, um, I think the 49ers are going to go with Mac Jones I think he'll be a good fit. He played amazing in his year at Bama, um, first in completion percentage, first in yards, first in um, QB efficiency rating. He's a good quarterback, and hopefully, him he can um, continue Alabama's legacy of dominating the league. Um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on Mac Jones?
0: I mean, I think he'll be really great. I mean, San Fran, I mean, they had quarterback issues last year, and I just think that uh, he'd be a perfect fit for them. Yep.
1: Uh, Moving on in the the mock draft I'm looking at, it's got the Dolphins with pick number six, drafting Jamar Chase from LSU. Uh, I think that would complement Tua really well. Um, For sure. See them have more weapons on offense to give Tua a little more help because I – I'm a Bama fan. I want to see Tua do really well. Um, In the, like, five games he played last year, they were average. Um, But I think if they get more weapons around him, he'll be able to do really good.
0: Yeah, but one thing I wanted to mention was keep an eye on Atlanta. I think they might actually take a quarterback because you never know because uh, Green Bay did the same thing last year, and you've seen a lot of teams when they have aging quarterbacks who they think are aging, they try to get young quarterbacks in there. You can't. You can't.
1: Uh, compare Matt Ryan to Aaron Rodgers though.
0: I know, I'm not comparing, I'm just saying like uh, anybody, I'm just saying like what, any team
1: What the Packers did last year by drafting Jordan Love was the stupidest thing they could have possibly done it was, um, the only thing it did do was I guess lay the fire under Aaron Rodgers and make him the MVP again, but I, the, I, I can't stress enough how horrible the Packers uh, general management is and their drafting record It's it's horrible But uh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if the Falcons will go that
0: route. Yeah, I think think Kyle uh, Pitts would be a good fit for the Falcons. Kyle Pitts, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. They do need a tight end. I mean, because you don't need receivers. You're stacked at receivers. You got Julio and Ridley, so you don't need any more receivers. I mean, a tight end would be perfect. Three amazing receiving threats. That'd be
1: that'd be pretty cool
0: for the Falcons. Now, uh. Now, what about uh, Devontae Smith? Where would you like to see him go? Gosh, well, if I had my
1: way, I'd love to see him go to the Packers, but that's not going to happen. Um, <clears throat> I mean, looking at the top ten picks,
0: I mean – I mean, you got Dallas in there, you got Denver, you got Carolina and Detroit. Yeah,
1: you know, I think, man, Dallas, uh, CeeDee Lamb and him would be pretty, a pretty good lethal combo, I think. Um, also, I mean, the Lions are going to take a quarterback.
0: Uh, yeah, for sure.
1: they Goff's not the answer in Detroit. Um, nothing's the answer in Detroit. I'm, I'm from Michigan and the Lions suck. suck. <laughs> yeah, they suck so bad. Really funny. Um, but they're, they're going to take a quarterback. I think they're going to take Justin Fields. Um, but I, I think uh, Devonte Smith will be good anywhere he goes. Um. Him and Jalen Waddell, both of um, Alabama's elite wide receivers. They're going to go to any team that wants them, that's smart enough to draft them, and they're going to make an instant impact, I think.
0: Keep an eye on Cincinnati, though, because don't forget about Joe Burrow. Yep. yep. But they, they need
1: a line. That, yeah, that is true. That's where they should be focusing their majority of their picks because uh, Joe Burrow got murdered last season, literally. Um, I I I can't believe he's gonna play again. I thought that knee injury he had would t- take him out. That that was so horrible to watch. Ugh.
0: But they oh yeah, they, it was disgusting. I couldn't even watch it. The replay, it was so they, nasty. I
1: I don't think they will do anything besides draft O line, dude. Unless I mean, I don't know. I
0: they're they're high up.
1: They got picked number five. I think they're gonna take an o- offensive lineman.
0: Yeah. Now, let's get to uh, Justin Fields. What would you see him fitting at? Which team would you see him best fitting for? I think, uh, I think he's the third best quarterback
1: in the draft. I think, I think uh, Mac Wilson uh, – Mac Wilson. Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, I think they're both better. Um, but I think that the Lions will take him just because they think that scrambling around – Will be good for them, I guess. Even though they, the Lions need everything under the sun to have a chance. Uh, <laughs> but it's also like he's not Lamar Jackson. Uh, Justin Fields is. I don't. Ohio State QBs. I mean, what Ohio State QBs have done good? Uh, there's Cardell Jones. Garbage. Um, who's the? Who are the? Some of the other ones. I can't even think. Dwayne
0: Haskins didn't do. Uh, he didn't last in Washington that long. He was bad. Um, Terrell Pryor.
1: I don't, I don't even know who that is.
0: <laughs> Troy Smith.
1: Yes, and none of these names are making any impact on me. It's like I don't – I hope – I mean, I don't hope anybody does bad. But I'd like to see him do good and prove people wrong. But I just – he's going to go to a garbage team, whether it be the Broncos or the Cal, uh, or the Lions or the Panthers or any of these – He's gonna to go to a bad team. Um, I I just don't see him doing good starting out as he goes on. Because what what he did in college isn't gonna work in the NFL. He I watched a bunch of his tape. He looks at the first option and doesn't look away from it. Um, it's not that that's not gonna work in the NFL. Um, but I I don't know. But. You want to talk about the controversy between Justin Fields and Mac Jones?
0: I mean, I haven't really. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to that because, you know, I try to, like, stay away from any like race baiting or or anything because, I mean, it's sports. And I'm just trying to watch sports just to get away from it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's what we all want to do. But sadly, that's... But not. I actually
0: heard about it, too. I heard about it, but I just didn't pay attention to it. I don't know if you have, but if you have, just tell me well, your thoughts on that. Just a little bit.
1: So, a lot of people are saying that Justin Fields has fallen in the draft because he's African-American and blah, blah, blah. They're just a bunch of race baiting. But the the real reason why Mac Jones is rated higher than Justin Fields is because last season, Mac Jones was first in completion percentage. First in yards, and first in QB efficiency rating. Justin Fields, in comparison, in the same three categories, was 55th, 66th, and 45th. Race has nothing to do with it. Everyone these days wants to make race everything. But in the NFL, they just want you if you're good. The majority of people in the league are African-American. The top four paid quarterbacks in the league are African-American. Race doesn't have anything to do with it. I wish that sports could be a safe zone away from politics and we could just enjoy football and basketball and baseball even now um, without having to listen to the race baiting and how bad everything is. It's uh, All these athletes are getting paid ridiculous amounts of money for entertainment. It's It shouldn't be, everything shouldn't be about race. And that goes yeah. with
0: everything in today's society. Yeah. But I understand that too. I understand that. uh, I mean to interrupt you. No, but but I understand that these players, like they have like their voices, they have a powerful platform, but you know, at some point it just gets too much and too old. And um, just, I mean, you just get tired of hearing it. I mean, we're trying to, like you said, yeah, we're trying to watch sports to still get away from uh, politics because it brings us together. Yeah.
1: It, well, it used to, it doesn't really anymore. Call captain nah. that uh, division, but it's, it's like, just leave it out. We don't, the famous line was shut up and dribble, you know? And, um, when it comes to LeBron, I completely agree with that. Cause, but that's another topic. I'll let you do the basketball talk. I don't know much about it. I just know that a lot of them talk out of their ass,
0: um, but I mean, I just don't pay. Attention, I just don't really pay attention to it anymore. I just, you know, I just don't watch like ESPN. I just turn on the game, and once the game's up, I'll just mm-hmm. turn turn it off.
1: Um, but what I was going to say, Mac Jones and Justin Fields, they're great athletes. They're doing something that I couldn't do and make it into the league.
0: Uh, I hope they do both do good. I just wish people wouldn't make it about their race. Yeah, yeah it's a blessing. Like it, like you say, yeah, it's a blessing to go to the NFL because a lot of people. A lot of young athletes will do anything they can dream. to make their dream come true is and to play dream, in the NFL. The dream come true
1: is a game like this, ba- whether it be basketball or baseball or football or hockey or any of these major sports. It is the dream of every kid who participates to make it to this level, and the people who do they get shrouded in controversy and and especially now it's about race and it's just sad. It takes away from what these guys have done. And, I mean, whether you pick three or pick seven, what the hell does it matter? You're in the top ten of uh, thousands of people who
0: want to be in your spot, you know? Absolutely. Now, I wanted to talk about uh, a little bit of basketball. I mean, yeah, it's been a weird season in a little bit. I mean, you got guys, a lot of guys getting injured because – because uh the shortened turnaround because i mean some of these guys were playing in a bubble and they played all the way up until like late september and they had to turn it back around in december and it's, i think it's just been a pretty much a big challenge for them yeah so i wanted uh wanted to talk about the celtics i mean celtics are currently the sixth seed in the eastern conference final uh, in the eastern conference standings um they're underachieving this year, and it's just been so frustrating to watch these watch them this year. I mean, they've been so inconsistent. I mean, the other night when they played uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, we lost to them, and the Oklahoma City Thunder were on the 14-game losing streak. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like, how are we losing to a team that isn't even trying to win? That makes <laughs> no sense. Yeah,
1: I wish I could give you some, some words,
0: but I – I don't follow basketball. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Have, that's all I have to say is uh, all I ask for the Celtics is just to be consistent and just give effort. Like no coach, and this goes in every sport. No coach should have to ever coach effort. Exactly. You give 100%, you 100. Always give you 100. percent Yeah, that's something in the
1: major leagues that I've I've seen. Like once they make, once people make it, they they stop caring sometimes. And well, they
0: stop caring once they get that contract.
1: Oh, yeah, once they get that money. Because that, that, that's it. That's the top of the ladder. You don't got any – unless you are trying to win a Super Bowl in football, It's you got your
0: money. <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. <clears throat> so, so let's talk about uh, COVID and the cases that are pretty much going down and we're kind of starting to feel like we're living in our normal lives again. Well, if you're living in a decent state. Like Texas. Texas Florida,
1: Yeah, you – you're having it nice there. Uh, I live in Michigan, uh, with the, with the, one of the crappiest governors in the country. And apparently we're in a, we're, we're, we're approaching lockdown part three. Um, but she's too scared to do it because we all hate her so much that she, she's not pulling the trigger, but yeah, it's, uh, people are getting vaccinated. Um, cases are deaths are going down younger people are getting it but that's just part of your herd immunity uh the young people aren't dying um it's uh we should have been back to normal months ago Uh, it's it's sad that people are still just sheep and they're wearing their masks and i I don't wear a mask Uh, i wear a mask at work and i work at a hospital so i have to uh everywhere else i don't wear it um it's, I, I don't care. It's, I'm not getting it. Uh, I'm not giving it to anybody. And if, and if you're wearing a mask in like a grocery store and I'm not wearing a mask, wh- what's the difference? You're wearing your mask. Leave me alone. You know, it's not like if you're, if you're going to wear it's everyone's own choice if they want to wear their mask or not. If you're wearing yeah. and someone by you isn't wearing their mask, you're wearing your mask. So what are you worried about? It's, uh,
0: it's funny. Well, well, Oz, I kind of disagree with you on that part. I just think that if you don't have, uh, if you you don't have the vaccine, you sh- I think you should wear the mask. But if you don't have the vac, if you're va- fully vaccinated, you should not be wearing a mask. Like there's no excuse. I mean, after that, okay. Let me ask you why, if you're not va- vaccinated
1: and you don't want to wear your mask, why? Why should you?
0: I mean, you just you just want to stop the spread, and we just want to get back to. There's some areas that I don't agree with. I don't think you should. I don't think it makes sense for at sporting arenas you can only take off your mask to eat, and <laughs> and you can't and they tell you to put it on like the whole game, but you that doesn't make any sense. That part doesn't make any sense to me. To to take it off, you can only take it off to eat, but you can't wear it when you're not eating. You have to wear it when you're not eating. That makes no sense. Yeah, that's and are so- so, and you're so and you're fully socially distanced from everybody. It's all um everything
1: that they've come out with is a contradictory to itself.
0: It's um, like,
1: I don't wear a mask because I'm young. I already had COVID and I don't, I'm not at risk for it. I'm a fairly healthy guy. Um, my whole family had it. Um, I'm not going to give it to any of them. Um, if other people around me are wearing their masks and somehow by some crazy mutation of science, I am carrying it and I I'm spreading it around. If people are wearing their masks, apparently, that's supposed to help. So I don't I don't see I don't see why it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, I'm actually getting tired of it too. I'm just this sometimes when you're like walking around, it's just be hard to breathe in it too. It's very hard to breathe.
1: Yeah, and if you have asthma like I do, it's even more annoying. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's just um, it it should all be a person's. Uh, personal choice and their own risk assessment. Like at the start of the pandemic, we were worried about my mom because she has really bad asthma. So I wore the mask for the first little bit. And then once I saw that you have a 99% chance of survivability and it is nothing uh, like what they're trying to scare us into thinking it is, I was like, mm, yeah, I'm not doing this. I went back to work. Uh, I started doing everything pretty normally. Um, or well, what I could do because our state was pretty much shut down, but, um, I, I got it, uh, not from th- during that. I got it back in September, I think. And, um, it was two days where I felt like I had a head cold. Um, and that was pretty much it. Uh, my dad got it before I did, uh, cause he travels a lot for work. Um, and his, his was actually real bad. He went to the hospital. He had um, blood clots and stuff. Um, they don't know why because uh, he, he had some heart problems in the past. But um, he's a pretty healthy dude. Hunts all around. Goes in the mountains, you know. Um, but they told the... If, if they would have done it in the beginning, if this would have happened to him in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, they they, they would have killed him because they would have put him on a ventilator and that's, that's how you kill people, basically. But since it happened I think in August they knew enough to not just stick everybody that comes in on a ventilator um, because a blessing, man. yeah it, it, is, a blessing it is it's a uh, it's it's amazing to me that they didn't figure it out sooner because like if you think about it when you shove tubes down someone's throat and basically allow machines to breathe for you your body's gonna basically shut down it's going to be like oh this thing's breathing for me I don't have to work anymore and it's really hard to get someone off a ventilator, um, so that being the first option at the beginning of this thing is crazy. But
0: uh, yeah, how was your experience is. with it in the height? Well, uh, well, um, unfortunately, I haven't got COVID yet. Thank God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's a blessing. I mean, I could have had it, but I could have just had a strong, strong, strong immune immune system. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. it's, it's just amazing, cool. like. Go ahead, Josh. I'll, I'll, what did you say? I didn't, hear, I didn't hear what you said.
1: Well, I was just saying, like, even with uh, a normal immune system, your your normal immune system fights this disease at a
0: 95% uh, effect. Absolutely. That is 100% true. And I'm just like, man, thank God. Like, if I had it, I had it. But God has kept, kept me healthy yep. through this whole pandemic. And it's all glory to him. Mm-hmm. But I want to get to, like, our journey like what what have we been through like during this what has this pandemic has taught us our where have we worked at like during this during these tough times and i'll go uh, i'll start where where i had started at so um <coughs> so march of 2020 when everything first had happened my school had shut down at walsh university they had canceled the graduation and it was just tough times and i I didn't know what I was gonna do at that time because it just happened in the middle of like this uh, of the semester because we still had like a month and a half left mm-hmm. before we were finished. And I said, I man, you know, what? I, I got some time, but then it just happened all of a sudden. So I was panicking for uh, to find a job in my field, and it couldn't and I couldn't find what I wanted to. And everything was so hard with the pandemic and the and the money and everything. So of course I was getting stimulus. So then um, when things started to open up in June. I worked at a water park, Great Wolf Lodge. Hey. And yeah, oh yeah, shout out to the Great Wolf Lodge. Love that place. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, I worked there for pretty much the entire summer and then I did some part time positions. Uh, first, I started off at a, uh, I forgot, it was called Robert Half. It was like a place where you, you respond to like car insurance, like accidents and stuff. And I didn't like it, I did that for a week. And then I worked at a golf course for like two weeks here in Texas, didn't like that. So then um, I made the transition from moving from here to Ohio to move back up to that area. And I tried working as a janitor and that didn't work out. So then I became a security, security officer for the Cleveland Browns. And that was probably really the most funnest experience ever. Like I got to see guys like Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry, and, and Miles Garrett. And then, um, of course, you got to see the opposition, uh, some opposition players like Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. Uh, ew,
1: ew. Juju,
0: <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, ew. all those guys. <laughs> Gross. So then, so then I was just like, uh, so at the time, i like, man, I really want to work in my field. I'm tired of like doing these jobs that that didn't require for me to go to school for. And so then, um, I sent like over uh, hundreds of emails, like everywhere across the country, even in a lot, especially a lot in Texas. So then, January of uh, of this past year, I got an email from the University of Texas of Arlington, and they wanted to set up an interview with me to do their stats for their softball team. So the interview went great. So then I got offered the job, the position, and I just like, man, this is such a, this could be a start for me. So then I left, uh, made the transition back here to Texas, and I had to figure out that I had to get like a part-time job just to get some money stacked up. So then I got positioned with, uh, with the Dallas Mavericks uh, Arena, where the Mavericks play at, at the American Airlines Center, where, where I was a security officer as well, just like what I did up at the Brown Stadium. And I actually made some connections here, so the job's been pretty chill. So then, um, this uh, past couple of weeks, um, <clears throat> it's kind of been uh, it's kind of been a little adversity for me, uh, you know. Like, so my season's coming to the end, and I'm still trying to figure out like what I want to do after this. So, so there's talks that I might get offered the GA position at the University of Texas of Arlington. So that's a blessing there. So, and that's pretty much it. So I'm just trusting the process and let God do His timing. How about yeah. you, man? Tell me, tell me about your story. Well, during COVID,
1: I said most of it uh, earlier, but basically, it started. Um, I I had already transferred from Walsh at the time. Um, I was recovering from surgery. Uh, I started going to U of M Flint. They shut down. Like, uh, gosh, I think mid-March, I want to say, and at first it was really nice, um, and then as it kept going and going and going it and still is online, uh, I hate it because I'm taking medical classes and, like, organic chemistry. I don't know if anyone's ever taken that, but it's hard, and it should not be taught online.
0: Uh, oh, that's the worst. I mean, I could barely pass chemistry class in, in high school, and I just can't imagine it online.
1: Yeah. But so there was that. Um, I did get COVID. My family got COVID. Um, my sister got COVID. She lives in New York. Um, she got it up there, uh, but we were all fine. My dad got it the worst. Um, but he's all good now. He's actually hunting in Arizona right now for Gould's Turkey. Uh, I took him the airport yesterday. So he's having fun up there. Jealous. Um, but, uh, and then, um, I, I was able to work pretty much the whole time. Uh, the place I used to work for was a hot tub company. Uh, we just delivered hot tubs and stuff. And we got a, we got an essential business permit to, to keep operating. So that was funny. Um, but I got to do that. Um, I didn't get any stimulus or anything. I didn't qualify. Uh, which I didn't really care. Um, cause just, I, I thought the whole thing was kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. but, um, and then, uh, I, in the summer, I got a job working as a CNA at a hospital. Um, I won't say where, uh, just in case I try and get canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. but, um, <clears throat> I've been doing that to get a uh, patient contact hours cause I'm trying to get into graduate school. Um, and then that that's pretty much it, man. I've just been chilling, started this podcast with you, um, And all I've learned is that the government is evil and they will do whatever they can to uh, get power and take it away from the people.
0: Yeah, we also learned that we can't express our own opinions without being hated or canceled.
1: I've known that, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and let's get to that. Let's get to that, the uh, Republican hate. Go ahead. Okay, so no matter what color you are, black, white,
1: uh, purple, turquoise, whatever, if you are a Republican in today's world, you are hated and you're called a racist and uneducated and all these things. Um, If you, if, if anyone has a problem with what we're saying, more specifically with what I'm saying, because I'm the one who I'm, I'm the one who's been uh, talking most in these podcasts, come talk to me about it. Um, Don't, don't talk to my friend. Uh, I, I don't care what people have to say. Uh, the only thing that liberals and the sheep can call me is racist, which is obviously not true. I love all people of all different colors. Um, if I was racist, uh, I wouldn't have had as many friends as I did back in college. I wouldn't be doing this podcast with my buddy. Um, it's really annoying, but I mean, that's the only that's the only comeback these people have. Uh, they call you racist, they call you uneducated. I spend a lot of my time looking up this stuff and getting the facts, um, so I guarantee of all the people who are commenting to uh, to Josh that I know a little bit more about it than you. Um, and if you want to call me racist, that's fine. I know it's not true. My friends know it's not true. Um, it's just a ridiculous uh, argument that people who have nothing better to say will just say, because the the worst thing you can call someone in today's world is racist, because you don't need any proof. You don't need any facts. It's just just the words that you say to try and make someone feel bad and try and get them in trouble. That's, that's very much it. If you got something to say about it, feel free to talk to me about it. Uh, I'll have a discussion with you. Um, I, even though I'm sure it won't be a discussion, it will just be whoever it is calling me names and saying all these mean things, but it, it, it's not going to get under my skin. I'm going to keep talking what I believe. And uh, that's pretty much it. What about you, Josh?
0: What I was going to say was, you know what, instead of us, I mean, we're Christians and we call ourselves Christians instead of us worrying about people hating us. We just have to pray for, for these people instead of hating them back uh, because yeah. God, God wants us to fight our enemies with love and compassion. And Matthew five five uh, 544 says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And then John 15, uh, 18 to 25, I'm not going to read the whole uh, passage, but it says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it's hated me first. And if you do not belong mm-hmm. to this world, and I would love you as its own. So the <laughs> world's going to hate Christian people who, uh, who serve him and love him. And we have to be prepared for it. Yep, that's great. That's a great point, there, Josh. Yeah. So, but that's all we have to uh, we have for you guys today. And before we go, I just want to say, uh, quick prayer, man, for Oz. He's got to get another surgery next week, and I know he's going to recover out this because he's strong and powerful. So appreciate prayers up for you, Ozzy. Appreciate that. Thank you guys for listening to the show. This Thank is the you. Jay Smooth and Oz Minsky Talk Show.